Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. You are looking live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages. Ah, here we go again. He did this five minutes ago. He ain't even going. All right, there you go. Go oh, ahead. There you go. You got oh, my God. We were about they to send out a team. We were, to, we were about to send out a team of Robins looking for you. It was worried. <laughs> we were sending away team. Like, oh no, the captain. He's being the carpet. Get him. Somebody release his Wi Fi. Yeah, he's frozen again. <laughs> this is crazy. This is very crazy because they're just like, let me get rid of that. I thought the back cave would have better internet service. Ooh! Blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, he can't even respond. That's the thing. <laughs> Bruce Wayne's fell in the city. Hey, there you go. Bruce Come Wayne's back. fell in the city. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, honored guests, welcome to another edition of Black Tribble. Please excuse our technical difficulties as the Batcave resets its router. Um, as always, I am Kennedy, also known as that Mikey Chick, better known as the Storm Triple Pew Pew Crack Boom, also known as the Everyday Philly Bay. And I am joined by this guy. The man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple E-Mac in the building, a.k.a. Mr. Thursday. No. Right. You already know. <laughs> and then I have this guy. Hey, what's going on? It's your Friday Night Delight. Your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man kind of was in trouble. Hey, how you doing? What's up? And then uh, we'll see if this fits. Boom, we're going to hit to the back cave. Let's see if the router reset properly. Who is nope, this Alf here? Alfred unplugged it. Sorry. <laughs> he revoked the internet Nope. Alpha was cleaning and he's like, oh, my butt, my bad. I hit it with the vacuum, sir. Everything should be fine now. <laughs> my apologies. Yo. Hope the triples aren't ribbing Yo, you. Yo, what's badly. up? Oh, God. What's up? How y'all doing? It's the bad triple. Joining us from 1996. And please welcome <laughs> our esteemed guest, cosplayer merchandiser all around fun guy because everybody loves him it's the one the only AK, uh sarcastic triple aka tony ray hey in the building 
in the building. What's good? Look at all this behind you. Look at all this. This is this is my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Um, we're about to get it in. We're about to get it in. How are you guys feeling before we get started? I feel like I'm steering the ship because uh, the car's puking off the side. Yeah, you might have to. Oh, yeah, uh, that's good. I, I'm laughing already, so I'm having fun. I was feeling okay. good until I watched Antebellum. So you do what? Watch Antebellum, and that was not a good movie. Oh, I heard things. Oh. I heard things about Antebellum. Dante, how do you feel about that? Um, you know how you feel about Keanu Reeves not being able to act? No. Yeah, it was that kind of movie. It was uh, the acting was okay, but they whoever wrote the story and the script uh, just did not flesh out none of the characters. Did not wow. give me a backstory. It was not. It's not a horror movie at all. I was letting people know that it is not a horror movie at all. I wasted two hours of my life that I can't get back now. Woo! That's a bold Thank statement. You. Would you? Would, how did you feel? Janelle Monae's performance stood up to that very harsh critique. <laughs> oh, that good, huh? Go ahead and say it. Say how you feel. Say how you feel. I love Janelle Monet. Did I get it wrong? I love Janelle Monet. Love me some Janelle Monet. But, but, but she is not ready for that lead actress role yet. Woo! Man, oh man. I uh Valerie Complex, an esteemed uh film critic, compared it to Westworld, except instead of the Wild West, it's Chateau Slavery. Would you say that's comparable? Yes, yes, without the robots. Man. See, I looked at it and I thought it was um, a weird rendition of Octavia Butler's Kindred, which is a story where she, like a character essentially time travels to an ancestor who's in the antebellum South. So I thought it was like a weird mix of that. But you know what upsets me most about that, Dante? Not because you spoke out against Janelle Monet, but because <laughs> your girl went to AMDA. She went to the American Academy for Dramatic Arts or whatever that school is up in New York. And you're telling me she's not a leading lady yet? Not yet. She, I, I think once she gets like good movies, like get scripts that are written for her, then they'll be fine. But this, like, like you were saying <clears throat> before, I think I was reading an article, um, a review of it from the New York Times and the, the writer was even saying he thought it was aching to uh, the book. Mm -hmm. But he's like, this is far cry from it. Like, wow. If they tried to adapt this, it was not the way it should have been adapted. So, well, I, I mean, her, her skills, she's a good actor, but this was not the movie to be the leading lady for. Probably some other movie that would have came along. Like I said, I love me some Janelle Monet. I have no problem with my, my lady. But uh, yeah, this wasn't the movie. This wasn't that movie. Dang. All right. Well, I'll put that one on the back burner then. Have either of you gotten a chance to see it, Eric or Tony? No? Uh, All right. No. Everybody's like, well, I ain't going to see it now. I mean, I'll probably still You're like, see it. You see that in, in the out outside? <laughs> no, outside. Like in the before time? <laughs> it was weird. Or you I just rented it. No, I, I watched it on Plex. I didn't pay for it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you pirated oh, it. App 
it was a pirate technically. Uh-huh. It well, somehow it got work. on the Plex and I was it was there for me to watch it on Friday when it came out. So, oh, so I ain't powering nobody, right? I ain't see no booty. I was cool. I just clicked on that, and it was I opened there. the chest. So, you know, the money was there. I ain't feel nothing. <laughs> it's so not my fault. The chest was on my doorstep. I don't. I didn't do it. It wasn't right. me. <laughs> it wasn't. This me. ain't Napster times. It. This ain't Line Wire times. <laughs> All right. Well, good to or know. Um, check out Antebellum Triple Nation and send us an email at. BlackTribbles at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about it. Uh, you could also hit up Dark Jokers in Tribble specifically if you want to. Uh... And the crazy part is, I wasn't the only one. I talked to Theona Lewis, and uh, yeah, she had the same feelings I did. Too, Ooh, so. yeah. It is not being very well received. Sorry to say. That's unfortunate. Oh, hi, Manny. Hi. I miss your face too, Gina. <laughs> Oh, what's up, Manny? All the way from Arizona. Good to see your face, too. Splish. Splish. Okay, cool. So the other bit of news I wanted to address tonight, uh, something I stumbled in my travels on the internet. There's a new RPG on the works called The Wagandu Chronicles. Have, has anybody heard of this? Mm-hmm. So I, from what I understand, it is a... A, a new video game that they have a, a, a Kickstarter going for. I thought it was like a tabletop RPG, the way the art looked and everything, but apparently I misinterpreted that and it's going to be a video game if we can get it off the ground. It focuses on Wagandu, which is some type of Afro-fantasy plane of existence where there is different magical abilities for different ethnic groups and uh, apparently children are taboo in Wagandu because they're born as pure spirits and all types of really cool stuff. Uh, and you can tell that the creators of this project did their homework. You know, they pulled uh, imagery and iconography from all across the continent and, and did a thing. It made me instantly think about Gabe's RPG. Do you remember that, Eric? When I do. That was good. Gabe crafted this Afrofuturist thing. This is more of an Afro-fantasy. So very much in the Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards, Warlocks, Paladins type field, but okay. but African at the same time. So it's really, really neat. Um, you could Google the, Wagan the Wagandu Chronicles. It's on Instagram. That's where I found it. Um, support their Kickstarter because it looks dope. Um, it's just amazing. Dante, do you have any experience playing RPGs? I have. Um, a lot of them focus on, and I was just kind of going over it here again, uh, a mm -hmm. lot of them focus on like you're building up stats, you know, uh, depending on how they build the RPG, uh, like your intelligence, you know, your physical strength, your mm -hmm. magic, uh, vitality, all of that. And this saying it's not really focused on stats. So I'm kind of, I'm really interested to see how it goes about you're building up your character. If it's not focused on the stats of, the stats of it, of your character that you're using. Yeah. I, like I said, I was unclear. I was like, is this, a, is this a dice game? Is this, you know, you pull a card? Is this a video game? I, I'm not sure. Tony, what about you? Do you have any experience playing RPGs? Uh, yeah, like for one of my friend's bachelor parties, we did a whole campaign that was like 11 hours long. Holy so cow. <laughs> you guys know how to party. <laughs> it, was, it was legit. Oh, man. I'm I'm talking we 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 did things like shoot arrows at Griffiths with ropes and then invaded a castle. 
I have the experience. So uh, <laughs> this is probably something I'm going to look into because this definitely looks, it sounds really cool from uh, what you've said so far. Yeah, I'm into it. We uh, put the link up there before. Um, go ahead and support this Kickstarter because, oh man, it looks pretty thorough. And we all know that we are all suffering from a Wakanda withdrawal now more than ever. So, so any opportunity for us to be able to dip back into that world where our fully realized selves can be fully realized like i'm i'm all about it i'm very new to the rpg i we didn't even i didn't even touch it until we started doing it as a group um so i i just if if there was ever a a game to cut your teeth on it looks like this is going to be it and um make sure that you support it their kickstarter uh somebody asked facebook user asked is that a green lantern cape tony uh, yeah, it's from Six Flags, and there's a lantern, like, above it. Of course. Did the lantern also come from Six Flags? No, that I got that from, like, a discount store, because my science behind was, like, I wonder if I can make green flame. So, you can make green flame. Uh, and I went and bought the materials, and that's what I put in the lantern. Right. Wow. Like, you had actual... Yes, fire? An, actual, fire. an actual green flame that came out of the... Uh, but I haven't made the, the mixture in so long, so I don't even know if I have the ingredients. But they're really easy to find. It's like boric acid and then... I can't remember the other part. But I got it from an auto parts store. What kind is of it antifreeze? alchemy sh- stuff is this? Listen, Static Shock was my guy, okay? Like, <laughs> I would sit yeah. there and figure... I would figure shit out. Ooh, ooh! Oh, oh actually, we're gonna figure stuff out. Figure stuff out. Happy stuff out. Uh, stuff out. Happy belated Static Shock Day, everybody! By the way, twenty years ago, I see your shirt back there, Tony. Uh, for those of you, uh, for somehow, for some reason, don't know who Tony Ray is, um, he's probably the iconic. Oh, look, see, everybody loves Tony Ray. <laughs> Lady Kenda Kali says, "Love you, Tony Ray," because everybody does. Look at this. Look at this. Um, your static shock, your static cosplay, Tony, is I, I've seen it more often <laughs> just on the internet, randomly through people that aren't connected to you than any other static I've seen. So holy cats, man, what an impact. Uh, listen, I got in there when the getting was good at the beginning. So <laughs> that's why I, I, I'm so fortunate to be like, I am the reference, please. People are like, where do you get the costume? I was like, I made it. And then some of the, the other ones, I was like, you go to this guy, he made it and get some money. That's what's up. They are loving you in the comments. Lance Graham says, what's up, Tony Ray? Hey, Lance. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lady Kenda Kali goes on to say I've loved watching Tony Ray's matriculation through cosplay he's so talented and my favorite black merman person. that's true yes I, I love me some water time to swim I've spent like 8 hours in a pool once just swimming in a tail people brought me food but I was definitely a mer person. And this was like a Dragon Con years ago. Wow. Oh, guys, remember conventions? 
Remember going outside. Remember, remember the before times. Yes. Remember being able to, to, being able to oh, hug somebody. Them's them's were the times. Them's were the times. Speaking of time, I am so very very glad that you all are joining us this evening because myself and my esteemed co-host here have taken the time to come into your time <laughs> and uh, grace you with our presence. Oh, that's terrible. Um, this is really awkward. How do you how do you how do you interview yourself about your own thing? Why why is Len stuck in 1996 with his AOL dial up? <laughs> connection oh hey hey kirby triple what's up hey sis that's my sister that's my sister she said go triples um guys this is this is hella awkward I'm not i can't do it you got a question I, dante you ask him a question yeah like i i right. so i so i guess for other people who are not familiar with the way team what is the way team about Give us a, a synopsis of what you guys talk about. Yeah, who y'all? What y'all be doing? Tony, I'm going to give that one to you. <laughs> All right, I got this. Um, so the away <laughs> team is pretty much our take on looking at Star Trek through the pan, the intergalactic pan-African lens. Meaning, if you've, looked at, if you've watched Star Trek, there are black aliens. Meaning, blackness is therefore universal. So we decided to create two characters, a Vulcan uh, and a Klingon, who went to Starfleet Academy together, and then they became temporal agents for Starfleet. And what we do is we review what people would call episodes. We call them temporal logs. And um, we also do character breakdowns, like uh, major characters and minor characters, and we, we give our stance and take on it. Blam! Blam. So, so uh, who's the Klingon? And I'm sorry, what was the other one? Uh, the Vulcan. Vulcan. Yes. Do you, uh, do you really got it? Do you? Yeah, do you, never mind. I, you I really got to ask. Yeah, no, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Crazy question for me. Sorry, I'm losing my mind already. All these inked into the Vulcan Science Academy. I got I my edic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite gotten that on. No. Um. Exactly. We we play. Two Starfleet officers who are in the Temporal Investigations Department, and uh, we were roommates in the academy and got into so much trouble, they tried to split us up. Um, and then they realized that we caused more trouble separate than we did together, so they put us back together. And we started the, our, our claim to fame was the Black Students Union in Starfleet Academy, which uh, was divisive for, for several reasons. Isn't that right? Uh, Strighton. This is Lieutenant Commander Strighton here, by the way. Um, yeah, no, it's it's incredibly divisive because in a space like Starfleet, which is under the guise of everyone is equal, no matter what species you are. And then that moment of realizing no matter what species you were, if you were black, you were still othered. And having that acknowledged was very important, which is why we created the BSU in Starfleet Academy. Because you know every school, period, has a BSU. Ooh, ooh. So why not Starfleet? Uh, Lance Ram asks, which era of Trek is it set in? That's an excellent question. We are from the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lieutenant Commander Strighton and myself, Lieutenant Commander Talij, 
uh, graduated in the class of 46. That's 3046. So we are from the 31st century. Um, we can only talk about what you already know. We, so, can't, <laughs> we can't talk about things you don't know already. It's against the prime directive. Don't ask because we can't tell you. But you can so, trust us because so we're from that, the future. Is, are, so when you do that, are you going by like episodes or are you just kind of just like if it was like a set story that you, you're kind of just making up as you go along, like saying, hey, we're in this time frame, you know, it, we're, you know, looking at this point of view. Well, the point of, of creating a black student union in a university in an academic institution where no one is othered was not so much to be subversive and separate ourselves from anybody like my my, my, my colleague here was saying, um, more so to highlight and to uh, call attention to the experiences that folks within the cosmic African diaspora have experienced. So that being said, when we go back and look at these episode logs, when we do these, these personnel uh, <laughs> dossier examinations, it's to draw focus onto this particular character's influence whether it's within Starfleet or their own, you know, uh, species, so to speak, because as Tony said, there's black people in every species, no matter what. Um, Tuvok is a great example of that. There was no way that there, that's not a black man. You know what I mean? Um, everything from how he dealt with a coworker that he didn't like, that just didn't respect his boundaries. Um, to to how... <laughs> To Go how ahead. in person he would do as per my last email in their face and then right. walk away. <laughs> as per my last email and hit with a dip when he leaves because that's how he walks. Um, right. So we examine all of these things to call focus to these contributions, whether they be good or bad. Um, and if anything, going back and looking at these at these chronicles, if you will, is more of our, our mission. It's our mission to highlight that. So that's why we're called the away team, because uh, we ask you to follow the mission, stick together, boldly go. Mind, no, mind your business. Always mind, mind your business. business. That's the first That's the first key to time travel. And I say this to you specifically, Master Triple, because I know you're into Doctor Who and, and playing around with time travel and stuff. You right, always, right, right, always, right. always mind your business particularly as a black person, but also just a rule of thumb because you're not supposed to be touching nothing. You don't want to influence the time stream. Mind your, your business. Uh, Lance Graham asks, are there any black, and I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Andorians? Andorians. Andorians. That's a great question. I would say no. I have never encountered a melanated Andorian. Uh, primarily because, yeah, right? Primarily because and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, the xenoanthropologists out there who might be listening, um, Andorian skins pigmented because of their environment. All of our skins are pigmented because of our environment. If our group of people were in a region of our planet that had a lot of UV rays, we developed melanin in order to protect ourselves against the radioactiveness that could hurt our flesh. And on Andoria, they don't have the same kind of climate. It's an ice planet. So they're not getting the type of UV rays that other planets are getting. Okay. Okay. I got a question. 
Okay. Now, okay. <laughs> you guys are from the future, mm-hmm. and you're looking at Trek and the mm-hmm. influence of black the black diaspora mm-hmm. on the universe. Mm-hmm. Now, at, from my perspective, you know, me in the 21st century, Trek mm-hmm. is already so far beyond. From where mm-hmm. your guys are from, I have to imagine you're so far beyond where I see Trek. What is the intrinsic value? What are you getting by going back in the past and looking at these episodal logs? Like, what is the value you can glean from them? You guys have to be, you know, so far beyond war. What is this war? I forget what that word was about before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like, true. what you guys seeing when y'all are looking back at these episodes? What, 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 what do you get out of them? Like, you know, what do you think? Do you want to take that one first? All right, so <laughs> let's take let's do a pro, uh, uh, character breakdown, right? We we'll take a specific character, and everyone has an emotional tie to them uh, for different reasons. Because when we learn history, we learn it through a specific lens. Now, when we are then given the chance to observe, and when we learn what the the behaviors are of different species, especially those of an intellectual capacity. We learn what is manipulative and what is not manipulative. We learn what is a a key factor that would weigh on a normal person and what someone has to walk around with and and just swallow it and deal with it. Um, Say when we're looking at Benjamin Sisko, how much did he... Sisko? Captain Benjamin Sisko. How much did he have to deal with, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tried to quit. And if you... (laughs) <laughs> they wouldn't quit. <laughs> Trying to raise uh, his son and survive the Borg. No, you can't quit, dog. Oh, by the way, here's another war. Have fun. <laughs> and the thing about that that people don't realize is that Starfleet's main goal is to avert war, meaning they know someone is going to get into something and they want to do their best to avoid it. So all we can do is learn what has already been done. So we have that in a box and then already know be prepared to think outside of that box when the situation arises. So it's tactical learning. Exactly. Something that we wish, having looked over the logs, some people in the 21st century would, you know, take a gander at. Because in much of the same way that history is part of different curriculums and different school systems, education systems, uh, to serve as a tool to learn from, like Stratton said, uh, you know, we kind of wish that some of y'all would do that. We can't tell you what happens this year. It's been hard because, yeah, yeah. So you already said too much. You've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time team's already messed up. Well, there it goes. <laughs> You've already said. Ah, uh, here we go. You've already said too much. Sure. What are the problem? penalties for uh, violating the temporal directive? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's scales, right? Depending on, it's like a, are there a... scales? Because like this is this is the directive, right? You can't just go around flaunting the directive all willy-nilly. So we can't treat anybody who would do such an offense less than egregiously, correct? So I mean, like, it's got to be some stiff penalties. Like, what are we talking about here? What well, how do y'all flog them in the future? So it when I say it's on a scale, I mean the punishment reflects the crime, or in this case, the infraction, right? On a scale of you know, that, 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 what is that film called? Uh, Grand Tour, where there's people just going on a tour of time and observing things. And James T. Kirk, 
you know, it depends on where you fall in there. James C. Kirk being the most extreme because he had he never minded his business. Never. <laughs> never. The, never follow a, the mission either. Oh my never, never. They never stuck together. Like all of the core things that we have been taught as temporal investigators, half of them come from what he did. So it's more of a <laughs> now that we know better kind of thing, don't do that. But there's there's okay. a sliding scale to it. Um I've never been court-martialed, thank God, because temporal court-martialing is a little bit more severe just in general. Um, but not all of it is is flocking. Although, I mean, not they now. think they... Not they, at, they at, at, at. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is why This is why we work well together. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm always the one to... Boldly to, go? Hey. So that, so that brings up a question. So have you ever just like slid something in? Just like, look, uh, you need to take a look at this before you go do that. While you're doing the doing it, like uh, you're observing, just kind of leave something there for them to find. Maybe a little bit later, you know, or just a little, you know, a little hint somewhere. No, no, no. Never. Most we're picking something up that shouldn't be there. Okay. Yeah. Which even still, you have to do while no one's looking, because you don't want to influence the time stream in any way. You just kind of stick together. So that, oh that brings me to other questions. So they know that they know that you're there. Oh, they, do they don't know, know that we're there. No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. okay, gotcha. We've okay. got technology for that. Okay. <laughs> we've we've got technology from that. I'm from Chutnos. We built time crystals, bro. Like it's kind of our jam. People like taking a deuce on Klingons. Like we're all types of fighty all the time and that's not always true like we had warp civilization before y'all did um we have time crystals we don't roll we didn't always know what to do with it but we had them you know what i'm saying so we just don't we learned the hard way not to get involved i mean we're kind of in what we're doing now and you know strike and feel free to chime in here what we're doing now <laughs> is kind of bending the rules a bit in that we're communicating with people in this timeline mm-hmm. but uh, most- we're- go ahead oh i was gonna say most of the time you don't have direct access to right. temporal agents so it's one of those things where it is uh our mission is is known by Starfleet, so we aren't violating any directives in this moment. Mm-hmm. And okay, plus, cool, cool. So cool. it's all above board, right? And be, for the main reason, because you already know what's happening. These chronicles that we're reviewing are things that you've already seen, right? These this this information right. is accessible to you. So when you pull up a log, and it's one of our commentary episodes, unless if you're watching the episode for the first time, you already know what's going to happen, and this is just our inflection on it based on our experiences from the future. Uh, Facebook user says, here's a good thought experiment. If you can go to a specific time and even change it, what do you think the change in history would be, both good and bad? I mean, we could speculate, right? Okay, Okay, wait, 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 wait. Because I was going to add something similar. So I'm I'm going to tweak it. Okay. Okay. So if you could, without penalty, right? Because we talked about things. Without penalty, you know, flogging, mm-hmm. if whatever. Um, in your personal history, officer, 
what would you go back and change? Is there a moment you would go back to your past and change? Uh, you know, an mm. embarrassing night, you know, a fight at the bar. Did you lose your wallet? Did you lose the keys to the shuttlecraft? You know, is, is there anyone, if you could change anything without, um, you know, penalty? Who your baby mom is, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. No regrets. <laughs> today is always a good day to die. No. No one is to die. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, if there was a day, today would be a good one. Have you have you witnessed deaths like doing your observation, like seeing people die? Well, I do. I'm, that's a loaded question, Dante. I yeah, definitely want yeah, to answer that. But I want Stryton to start where finish what he was about to say. Okay, go ahead. About if there was anything in the past that you would change, would you? Speaking of baby moms, that's who we texting right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's checking in with the Admiral. Um, everybody gives everybody gives me a hard time for starting fights. Strite never checks in. <laughs> because he can, he figures time is a construct anyhow. So why should I adhere to you? Uh everyone knows the Admiral is the tiniest, uh, the tiniest Vulcan. That's the Admiral. That's who you answer to. <laughs> Don't play games. Um, true. History without uh King Leopold the second. Interesting. The one who slaughtered millions of Africans. Mm. See, I'd be worried about the ramifications of that. Because whenever you interfere with time, because it's not linear, all of everybody's decisions. No, no, no. The specifications of this question was what could I change without worrying about altering the stream? You're right. No. Said without consequence, yep. <laughs> All right, fair. He answered fair, the question. Fair. Thank you, sir. <laughs> fair. If I'm then in that case, I would wish that your 45th president was somebody the FLs. <laughs> That's what I would change. I would change that part. Boom. Because uh, trust me, I'm from the future. It's uh not nice. Thing. It's a thing. Go ahead. What was your Go question, ahead. Dante? Uh, no, I know. So I was saying, like, so when you're observing, have you seen like people like actually like you know people die, you know, go through heartaches and everything, and you wish you could help them, but you know you just can't at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we try not to do too many hands-on things anymore. Uh, before, <laughs> before in the before times, we would there was be Atlantic in, City. Yeah, yeah. The before times, <laughs> we. Uh, did beam down and re removed our, we did prosthetic work to remove our respective alienness as we did tonight. Um, and we're able to interact with folks in such a way that didn't alter the timeline to the best of our knowledge. From what mm -hmm. we understand, we were supposed to do that. So had we not done that, that probably would have been the issue. Even primitive civilizations? From afar. You know they don't they don't do too well with people they've never seen before generally. Oh, I think this one's for you, Tony. Uh, this this person asks this 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 person on the gray background asks. So, what things do you think would happen if you stopped Leopold? Uh, the potential advancement of African societies even further, even earlier. 
Because if you think about all of the lives that would have been saved, you potentially have the the capability of advancement for society. That's but true. If, if so many lives have been taken away that uh, most of what they've spent time doing is be is rebuilding as well as like being pillaged over and over. That's what I would see would possibly be different. I could I could definitely bang with that. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Bat triple. Bat triple. Come on, nineteen ninety. Okay, actually that's a good question right there. So <laughs> if Bat Triple was having internet issues and you were observing him, would you go ahead and try to fix that or would you just leave it as it is and let him No, suck? we can't because we can't interfere. We can't interfere. And this was Even- an opportunity for you all to brush up on your, <laughs> your crack. All right, 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 right. Your craft. All right, I got a question. I got a question here. Another one. Firing down the pipe. What is your favorite era to visit in these episodic logs? Where, where's your go-to? Where's your home? Where's your mm, spice? Your piece of resistance? Where do you like to go with it? Strighton, what do you think? Who do you uh... like to observe the most? Or is that a different question? I enjoy the Voyager era because I get to observe Tuvok, um, mostly because he is a person who didn't want to be in Starfleet, who wanted to be in Starfleet, left Starfleet, realized that was a mistake, and then came back to continue to learn. And so someone of such high Vulcan caliber who is continuing to always better themselves is someone who I enjoy following through time. Well, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. okay. I like that. Man, if I had to choose. Uh huh. Because it's also great to me. I'm a history nerd. I love it all. Mm-hmm. I, the, the gift that keeps on giving, the one that I keep, every time I review it, I find something new in, I would have to say is Deep Space Nine. There were so many layers to that, that story. Right, that station went through a lot, um, and everybody on that station went through a lot. Uh, I particularly enjoy observing Captain Janeway and her plight <laughs> and the responsibilities that were dumped in her lap. But I, I would say my favorite captainship to observe for the over for the larger picture would have to be Deep Space Nine. There were a lot of pivotal things that decided the course of the Federation that, that occurred over that arc. And it's the blackest show in science fiction, really, but within within Trek. Because you got Sipko, right? You have the amazing relationship he has with his son, which we don't see. It's, I it, Looking back at all the logs, like how many times do we get to see, you know, that type of, unapologetic love between a father and a son. Um, then you add Worf. And I, I count Bashir. The character is, is South Asian, but Sadiq Al-Fadil is half Sudanese, which is in Africa. So I count that too. But even if you don't want to count Bashir, right? You've got Cassidy Yates um, and a slew of other Black Klingons that were in and out of there. So I, I, I would give, just for the sheer Blackness of it, Deep Space Nine, um, it's it's laurels there. So let's jump it off of that. So what is a time that you just 
hated to be like doing one mission, like any era of that, like any time that you've gone through. Like, what's what's just, the most like, painful <laughs> memory you right. have in your travels? That you just mm. wish you just like I had. We got to go. Like I then can't you feel it. If you got twerk, tears, use them. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Anyone that I just don't want to be around. Mm. Yeah, like is it Q? Because like you're irked. Like what is it? God, Q is such a mess. Two Vix. Two Vix. I yes. do not want to be around Two Vix. <laughs> yeah. Too different. Yeah. Is, it, is it? Is it just out of the norm? Is it? There's a weird amalgamation. Yes, all yes. of those things. That is, that, you hit it on the nose. Um, Tuvix is an amalgamation of uh, Neelix and Tuvok. And the most bothersome character, like entity in ex- that existed for me. Oh, he's your Jar Jar. I got it. Cool, cool, cool. I get it. I get that. I get that. I get that. I oh, do I have a jar jar? Oh, do I have a jar jar? I don't. Um, mm, probably Duras. That. Oh, I can't. I can't stand him. Oh my God, his whole house dishonor, dishonor on you, dishonor on your house. A pox upon the land, salt the earth, because Duras for those of you. I'm about to say, yeah, for for those who may not be aware or may not have uh, that many away missions under their belt, Mm -hmm. please give the new recruits the the, the 30-second pitch on Duras and and just a smidgen of of what he's responsible for in your observations. Not from the records, not from the logs. What have you seen with your brown eyes? Duras, oh, I, I can't, I have to remind myself that I can't speak freely with colorful metaphor during this broadcast, because then I tell you how I really feel about this chicken nugget, okay? Yeah, now let you gotta talk you, creatively. Let me, let me talk to you about this chicken nugget, okay? This chicken nugget here single-handedly corrupted the empire. The empire was already... Had, Which, had empire? The, Which empire? Which empire? Klingon Empire, the only empire. <laughs> the. I'm offended. He basically tried to accuse the House of Molg of starting the conflict between the Romulans, which was a big deal in Klingon history. At the time, Worf was in Starfleet. They figured easy scapegoat, not knowing that his brother survived as well. They tried to wipe the slate clean. The Council of Messiah said, hey, listen, we all know that Duras ain't spit <laughs> this patah right but if you do this if you call this man into the light you're going to air out a whole bunch of other grievances and the empire will fall into dismay it will be guaranteed civil war so we need you to keep your mouth shut then his sisters decided they wanted to be hench people for lack of a better term whenever they could conspiring with romulans conspiring with the ferengi um, they were responsible for getting Kirk killed. You know what I mean? It's like that whole house is just booty. <laughs> <laughs> it's booty. And it's like he he I just mm, mm. anything mm. else? I, I mean, yeah, but I'm, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to contain myself. <laughs> um, George Kamala does have a question. It says, are your missions confined to this universe or will there be reviews of alternate dimensions? There will be reviews of alternate dimensions when they present themselves to you. <laughs> so, for example, the what are they called? Films in your era that came out in your 2009. Uh, that is the Kelvin universe as a prime example of why you mind your business when you go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Spock did not. Um, um, that, he didn't. That whole universe. No, no, no. You are you are absolutely correct. He did not. He his intentions were good, right? As always, Spock set out to bridge the gap between Vulcan and Romulus. But in doing so, he did not mind his business. He boldly went, but he did not mind his business and started the Kelvin universe, which started those other films that you all heard of, right, you know, in 2009 and that whole era. Mm -hmm. um, so we have seen these films and we try to reserve <laughs> commentary. No. <laughs> what? I was gonna say we try to reserve commentary for feature length presentations like that for live performances. So when your world opens up again and people can gather in a place without having to worry about spreading a disease, then we'll be able to comment on, you know, the feature length films. Um, but for the platform that we have presently, uh, your podcasting, um, those are two, those are two dense subject matter wise. So yes and no to answer your question. Yeah. Is that right? Strighton, did I miss anything? Am I wrong? No, no, you're on it. I was just thinking about the last time we were on the outside. Oh, oh memory. Yeah. Memory. Oh. <laughs> so tell me about your mission. What is it? I know every week you have like an objective, a particular episode. Is it that you pick an episode based how you're feeling? Is something that leads you? Is there a, a plan? Do you have a, a, a course in mind as to the direction you're going, you know, week to week, uh, you know, through through the UA missions? Is there an overall scheme or do you just fly by your gut? Kind of, I guess. I'll answer part of that. We're monthly. We drop okay. once a month towards the end of the month. In fact, we'll be dropping one this weekend for you all in this time stream, uh, which is why we're here tonight. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as choosing which episodes, I, I think we kind of, I think we just kind of pick them. No, no, it's more of being history nerds, and it's like, oh, this was my favorite one. Why was this mm -hmm. your favorite one? Because I saw it this way. Oh, well, I saw it this way. So it's a moment for us to sit and get to see the subject matter through the other's eyes, and so we'll either because everyone walks into to things feeling one way or the other. And then there are very few times where you're given new information that you hadn't seen or hadn't recognized. And then you switch sides to, to feel a different way. And so a lot of times it, it just comes across um, what, what moves us, as you said, in our gut. But um, I feel like later on our, our mission logs may change depending on what we see in the, and like uh, the logs that we already have listed. Right, because there's new logs being released to you all as well, right? The USS Discovery's mission is slowly being released to you all, so we'll be able to talk about that. Um, the 
plight of the admiral <laughs> card is is happening as well they also get a chance to talk about the uss cerritos which is which will always have a special place in my heart uh that's one of your animated shows uh, aka mm-hmm. lower decks um so because the fact that there is new for us historical documentation but for you all new content being filtered into your time stream presently we'll have an opportunity to to get into a little bit more of that Skip the the yes it is what's the episode that's coming let's give us a 30 second pitch what's the setup i think this one is it's a klingon episode i think is it's it? more yeah, surprise there <laughs> no, <laughs> it just happened that way our our first episode focused on uhura lieutenant command mm-hmm. lieutenant uh, commander uhura she got promoted um at one point. And this episode will focus on Worf and his contributions to not only Starfleet, but also the Klingon Empire as well. Okay. So you're jumping all around. You're not working through, you know, you're you're using your temporal abilities to... Exactly. Comes with the badge, okay. man. So, to be clear, when we first started this mission, we thought that we would focus just strictly on the episodes and, and run a commentary podcast where all you could just play us over top of an episode. But then we got to thinking and realized over a lot of these reviewing of these, of these chronicles that they, they, the, the black characters were getting a lot of focus, unless it was mm-hmm. specifically on, you know, that character for the episode, they were still kind of dancing on the peripheral. So we wanted to take uh, certain uh, episodes and focus on individuals specifically, but it will be a, a hodgepodge of, uh, like I said, personnel dossiers as well as episode reviews. Um, we also have some bonus content. And games. Tell us about tell us about our, our current game, Strike. Uh, so we we have we pretty much put you in a, a Starfleet simulator, and we call it Build a Crew. So you get to go through the time stream, build your bridge crew, and then we give you a scenario. Like if you can't engage, we give you the stipulations, and then you have to tell us how you get out of the situation. Right. So we are always open to suggestions if you all have any thoughts about different scenarios. Kind of how uh, we played Eric with um, Taco Tribble. Eric, RPG. Uh, Eric, yeah, it's comparable to that, but not as fleshed out. There's not a campaign. You're given a, a set scenario with the set parameters and you can build your crew around that things will get a little complex uh we'll mix it up a little bit in that you know we might assign different characters for different positions and then you have to build their crew accordingly so we might do a brief mission where laforge is the captain Uh, what would his crew look like and how would he captain that ship Okay, so build, building off of that, just out. I don't know how quickly you can do it. <laughs> those time jumps and those observations. Uh, who would you want to be on your enterprise if you had to build a crew? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, enterprises have to be in a which enterprise? It could be. No, any if enterprise. you were building an enterprise, enterprise who would you stamp it with out of yeah. everybody you've observed? See, they don't know that there's several types of enterprises, do they, Triton? I know there's several types. I'm just saying, like, if you were just building <laughs> that, just an enterprise. Pick your favorite class enterprise. Yeah. I'm going to pick the fancy one. I'm going to do Enterprise E because that one's got all the bells and whistles uh, and a lot of the technological issues that 
Enterprise A had to deal with <laughs> are no longer existent. We just watched an episode where they went through it, y'all. Ooh, science. Them old, them old no science. Ships. Them old behind ships. Oh my god. Um, gosh, if I was on the Enterprise E, who would my crew be? I'm the captain here. I would have obviously LaForge as my engineer. Would I have LaForge as my engineer? No. No, I would have <laughs> I would have Bellana. I'm not even gonna hold you. I would put Bellana in my warp core because Homegirl could put things together with duct tape, a tube sock, a paper clip, a cupcake, and a prayer, and made it work. Um I would put Janeway as my as my XO. She'd be my commanding officer. I'd get just to make things spicy, Dr. Ta'ana as my medical officer uh she's on lower deck she's on the cerritos she's one of the first uh cations that we've seen in a long time she's a, a good doctor but a bad cat <laughs> 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 um terrible bedside attitude but i i make i bangs with that um who would be on my helm jeez I, I would stick to my my old faithful crew i would go with uh detmer and owosakan from discovery because those girls can pilot and um is that, is that everybody? Tactical. Who did I call? Who's tactical for me? Tactical and maybe security? Or is that yeah. the same position? Who am I? Who am I? Who's my tactical officer? I I kind of want to say, uh, I don't want to dip twice in discovery, but I'm going to. I'm going to say Commander Landry. May she rest in peace. Homegirl didn't make it, but in a different, this to me, time is non-existent in this. So Landry, that's everybody, right? Yeah, that's everybody. What about you, Stratton? Enterprise, whichever enterprise you want. Uh, I'm not going to get bogged down in the ship. Because um, oh, it don't matter. As long as it got Enterprise written on it, we good. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm fly I'm the captain of an Enterprise. That's all that matters. Okay. There um, you go. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't uh, think it mattered. Me, I right. wouldn't care. I'll take an A, whatever. Right. But, no, 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 no. Anything but an A? I, I will not take an A. Ever. Okay. Nothing yeah, below a are... D. <laughs> Nothing yeah, below and, a D. And, and, and the C got lost. They got mixed into some time stuff. It's a mess with them, too. So Enterprise C is a bit of a. a um, my XO is Tuvok. My, Always. My. <laughs> Chief, my chief science officer is Michael Burnham. Um, my listen, because you said he didn't mind his business, he's off the ship. <laughs> oh, oh. Spock, Spock, we were having this conversation, and I was like, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. All right, uh, but keep going, Tuvok, Michael Burnham. Uh, I would want uh, LaForge as my engineer, okay. Um, I also want him seconded by O'Brien. Just in case. Just, listen, in case. I got it. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt at all. <laughs> Just in case. You went and saw duct tape in a prayer. Listen. Um, Deep Space Nine was a mess before O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> that man held it together with Woo! a positron ray and a prayer. And some um, chewing gum. <laughs> he ain't even had chewing gum. Janeway is my tactical. Really? Tell me more about that. The Janeway maneuver. Mm. Mm. I see you. 
<laughs> I think you forgot. I need people who can think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So if I can't see it, I need everyone else around me to be able to see it. Um, right. In terms of my helm, I would actually want seven. Nice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, uh, well, with uh, Seven's neural upgrades, she would see better than us <laughs> and our Ooh. systems, just in case. So she is efficient. Yeah, and and you again, know. I know that she would be skilled like anywhere on the ship that we would need her. So it's it's really just thinking about that. Who else is left? Oh, um, I would want the hot the EM <laughs> the EMH. You love that EMH. EMH that's from so, Voyager for that's, life. That's, that's spicy. my guy. Yes. He's sassy, but he gets things done. He's sassy. <laughs> he he the truth. Done. I can't lie. He was the truth. That's right. And overworked like a dog and, and held up. So, I yeah. Mean, that's what he's for. Folks so. in the comments reminded me I didn't choose a science officer. Mm. And I want to say Michael Burnham just because she's unstoppable <laughs> universe jumper <laughs> just unstoppable but you picked michael burnham mm-hmm. so i i think to, to to mix it up a little bit and now I that mean, we've it's, it's whatever you want to do like it's no right. you know it's not defined that's why you right. can pick from everything i i want to keep us on our toes because as as bomb as as michael burnham is jadzia dax has experienced oh. several lifetimes and is an overachiever at the academy, so I, I think I'm going to put Dax in that box there. All right, see for a wild card, I was going to say, and what about a ship counselor? Ooh, Ooh. I forgot about them. Exactly. Sometimes you know it's going a little rough. Maybe you got a to burn. You know, maybe you're working these overtime. You know, maybe your CEO is riding you and you ain't doing good. You got to perform. You know, I got maybe it. you got to deal with this anxiety. Maybe you got it. Sick. Maybe you homesick. You better not. You better you not. Right. I got it. Guinan. Guinan is my ship counselor. <laughs> and she I got knew, a bar in the, in the suite. But a bar in the suite. Hey, somebody who gives me advice and drinks, that's my best friend. How else are we talking about my problems? How <laughs> else are we talking about my problems if it ain't over a cup? Right. So yeah, so you ain't my counselor without one for real, for real. Just put it that way. I don't know what the regulations say, but you're gonna be my counselor. Right. And not for nothing. Um Guinan has lived for a long time, has also Mm -hmm. played around in the time stream, so she has seen things that other Alarians should not have seen and listened to black women. Picard figured that out early. Yes, he did. Kept her around. Word. Ain't Word. even drink, but he kappa. So I guess you are did. important. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep you for counsel. Right. You had a great line straightened about Picard only listening to black women via Guinan and Lily from First Contact because he was only surrounded by aliens and white women. <laughs> Listen, he learned very quickly. Like, <laughs> none, of, none of you are going to get me to where I need to go. go <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's but, literally the top ten forward. <laughs> All right, now with this away team, mm-hmm. or yeah, tell me about your away team because I know early on Captain always went out 
sometimes captain didn't go out. On your ship, would the away team include the captain or no? So we don't operate on a ship because we're temporal investigators. No, so... the, the Enterprise we just built. And with you oh, guys oh, 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 oh. We're still on that one. Stay with me. You're right, okay, you're right. okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think it depends. Like, are we establishing first contact? Does someone just need to run down and get samples? It, 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 there are levels to this. Yeah. Okay. Let's just yeah, say so first contact. Go. Are you taking the red shirt or not? Yeah. Well, you're also taking red shirt. Don't never you leave your security the team without a red shirt. What you mean? Um, in this case, in in our time stream, the red shirts are the they're the gold shirts, and you always want to keep a good engineer with you. You always want to keep a good tactical officer with you, mm-hmm. um, because you just never know. <laughs> you just never know when things can can pop off um if it's first contact definitely captain should go uh ship's counselor um and anybody else with any diplomatic experience should go and you know a gold shirt just in case something breaks someone's got to pilot the shuttle <laughs> i'm not piloting myself down there what you think I, got these, I got these pips for come on son you don't drive a bentley you get someone to drive it for you holla at me Come with a driver. (laughs) (laughs) Holla at me. What do you think, Stryton? Oh, I already said if it's first contact here, definitely I'm I'm going down uh, with the Yeah, we said it's levels to it. So he'll send the the gold shirts for the samples, but you know, something popping off, then you know, Kathy be down there on himself. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't send an engineer to get samples. I'd probably send a science team, but you know, if I would send the appropriate team for the appropriate situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you send your command ensigns for second contact. It's a good practice. Let, 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 them, let, let them cut their teeth. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one in the comments. Um, Lloyd Kwashi says, uh, Worf as first officer, Ro Loren on tactical. Oh, my God, y'all fighting everybody. Mayweather on the helm. Oh, Travis. Hoshi on comms. Okay. Hoshi didn't know how to talk to talk. Uh, Jadzia science officer. See? Lloyd gets it. Um, Bones is ship's doctor. Oh, man. The racism. Seven is jack of all oh. trades. And Rom is chief engineer. Oh, Rom. Rom. I like that one. Love for Rom. That's what's up. I like that one. Bones is a ship's doctor. We talked about how racist he was. Like, he constantly... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I like to you, do this You want to go back in time and talk about lack of science? <laughs> oh, oh, that one. Uh, um, <laughs> I was just no. thinking about how, how he constantly came for Spock. Like, he always had some type of <laughs> green-blooded, pointy-eared, something to come out of his mouth, and it's like... But like, Spock would always, always respond with, Yes, and I'm very happy for it. Right, which is how you fight racism. (laughs) But right, Bones wasn't racist against other humans. He cared about people. He didn't like people, but he cared about people's health. He always had something to say to to Spock. He always told us what he wasn't. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. There is nothing. He wasn't boo-boo or fool. What boo boo the fool? He said, I'm a doctor. Not a miracle worker. Not a magician. Right. All those things. 
Okay, so out of uh, everybody you've observed, who do you think has your favorite quote? Who has that gift for gab or those words that just melt all buttery upon your ear? Who 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 holds your favorite quote? I would say that... if I would because you know, I'll give you a little minute to marinate. Because if I had yeah. to if I had to imagine, I think my favorite quote is because of Captain Cisco. And it came from a person that's probably like one of my favorite characters that I've observed. Q. When he was holding his mouth and said, Picard never hit me. Like it was just so real. Like, yo, because you ain't in here with Kirk, right? I mean, with uh, with Picard right now. You can with me. And that's what happened. Real, real talk. That's not the only thing. I think think that's my favorite quote ever. Picard never hit me. That's not the only thing. That's not the only person Cisco hit, too. Cisco hit <laughs> for everybody. We watched a, a, a episode or a chronicle the other weekend, and we're like, <laughs> I mean, this dude had it coming, but oh, man. I would say my favorite quote as it pertains to 21st century humanity came from Picard when him and the Enterprise E went back in time to stop the Borg um, right before first contact. And he said, you see, money doesn't exist in the 24th century. The acquisition of wealth is no longer the driving force in our lives. That has always been my favorite quote because it showed the capacity of human growth and human progression. And I really wish that you all would take that to Heart there because once we get past that, with greed, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, greed will exist regardless. But if the the greed is not focused on something imaginary like you know money, and the greed is applied to a thirst for knowledge, or uh, if you are obsessive about helping others, it's another type of. I mean, I wouldn't call that greed necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's other ways to display that that passion, that desire to acquire something um, without it being at the behest of people's lives and their livelihoods. Oh, what about you, Stryton? Uh, do you have a quote? Because there's a lot. No, no, I do. In accepting the inevitable, one finds peace. Ooh, who said that? Tuvok. Surprise. You could have said that was a <laughs> I was going to say Spock, but I could tell it was Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is some that is some Vulcan stuff to say. It really is. Um, I mean, when you think about it, many many uh, at least around this age bracket on Earth, I'm talking their 30s, start to process mortality and everything that comes with it, and things that are finite. And when you accept that, when what's done is done, then you find a an easier way. At least I have found an easier way to move about the world. It's like. I can do things while I'm here, and that is the important part, to do something while you are here. Nice. Okay, I can respect that. All right. Who is one person, either of you can answer first, that you think you've learned the most from in all of your viewings? The Mm -hmm. one person who has taught you the most. Either don't be messing with a black man, or... (laughs) 
you know, check your dilithium crystal chamber. You know, who who's taught you one one person that taught you the most? Mm. It could be a captain, be an ensign. Yeah, that's. It could be a guest. That's a lot. Because I feel like I I don't know if I would name a person as to what I feel like I've learned, but I appreciate the concepts that it bestowed or that it you know gave breath to. You know what I mean? Uh, seeing the different cultures, you know, ones that are binary or not, or you know, uh, black royalty, quote unquote, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's a shame that has to be alien, but <clears throat> initially, anyway. But but just like different, just uh, opening my eye to how other cultures can live, and like as far as a whole planet worth of people, not like you know this small place here, that small place there. Um, and it also rung true to me that usually these were global societies. These weren't a whole bunch of individual countries squabbling over whatever. It's like, we are the planet of blank, and this is what we're about. And everybody was on board. I don't know how long it would take the 21st century to get there, but that was one thing that I noticed immediately. But then when you think about that, you ask yourself, like, wait, well, is the new world order bad? Isn't that what the new world order is to get us to that one world government? And that's how all these things, you know, uh, operate, all these uh, civilizations. So we're sitting here looking at the new world order as if it were bad. However, all of these planets must have had something like that to unify, unless they've always been that way. I don't know, potentially. They would have had to unify at some point in their past to be a one world government. And a lot mm -hmm. of people must have been resistant to it. So, you know, even that gave me an alternate perspective on quote unquote NWO. And is that a bad, would that be a bad thing? You know, just like, you know, seeing, you know, capitalism so negatively and other ways of running society that could be possible and totally plausible. So like, I felt like it opened my eyes in that respect. So mm -hmm. if it's not an individual, you know, it could be maybe a bigger lesson learned. I think that was like the biggest thing I might have kind of the realization that made me come to. I don't know if other people's brains work like mine. No, you're, so, I think you're onto something there. I would say for me, growing up on Konos in a very warrior based society where if you weren't serving someone's house or serving on someone's ship or dying in some battle or another, Starfleet and the Federation showed me a life in the pursuit of science in the pursuit of the acquisition of knowledge. Um, I personally am not built for constant war. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, an occasional tussle, but always trying to, I, it's just, I would rather learn things. I would rather look at history and feel like, hey, maybe we don't have to fight. Maybe we can figure out other ways around it. And, and Starfleet gave me the opportunity to not only meet colleagues like Stratton here, um, but also to take me off world and show me other perspectives and help me shape who I am as an individual, as opposed to what is expected of me because of my species. Is that, is that sufficient? Quite. Hey, what about you, Stratton? Um, <clears throat> it's the overarching lesson that all species fear what they don't understand. And we are all beings in constant pursuit of knowledge. And even once that, that 
that thirst for knowledge is semi-quenched, we are still searching for something else. So it is learning to be present as well as aware. Oh, you all right? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Just a little choked up, bro. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I could bang with that. I could bang with that for sure. That's what's up. Have you ever learned anything from uh, Trek Dante? Um, you can say no. Nothing. It's all right. Nah, I haven't watched nothing. <laughs> learn anything. I learned well, I learned a lot of stuff from other bad shows. <laughs> oh, well, if you need a good show to watch, I've got fifty years worth of examples for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, then that that kind of leads to uh, that question. So, you said there's the good things that you learn. Who was like that you observed or witnessed that gives you like the that's not like really like gives you the least like it's not really informative it doesn't really help progress anything forward didn't we For, watch something that that had an ending like that so like you're asking for a person that's like the biggest waste that they've yes. observed yes like uh, somebody useless mm. yeah like that almost like you have that that one sidekick that's there just to be mm. there but they really don't do anything Oh, the mm-hmm. most re- the reddest of the red shirts. Yes. Okay. Who gets the reddest of the red shirt awards? <laughs> Ooh. Is anybody a Uber red shirt? The guy in the Gorn costume? Nothing. I don't know. I've learned to leave Gorns all the way alone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, even, I don't even. I just. You don't even watch Gorn on the internet anymore, huh? <laughs> nope. I've been scarred by some some pretty rough Gorn, <laughs> and not uh, even solo solo Gorn, no, just mutual Gorn, nothing. Not amateur Gorn, not fluffy Gorn, not Ponfar Gorn. Nope, I leave the Gorn no all the way alone. Man. They are they are a volatile group of people. Um, geez, who is the red shirt of red shirts? I I feel like everybody's contributions are significant in some way. And that's kind of the point of us going yeah. through this. They might have been, they might have seemed useless in the moment, but people bob and weave in and out of our lives for different reasons. Sometimes those mm-hmm. lessons are good, sometimes those lessons are bad. Um, did did Quark serve to further the, uh, you know, <laughs> the, did, they, did, did Quark contribute to the Federation Klingon Cardassian Romulan alliance against the Dominion? Not really. Um, not directly anyway, but he ran a business on the station so that people who were at war could relax for a minute. And if they mm-hmm. didn't have a place to do that, who knows if they would have been able to get out there and fight the good fight to the best of their ability. So everybody serves their purpose in some way. Although I do hate Harry Mudd. That dude's a jerk. He keeps playing with time. He's not as bad as Kirk, but he keeps playing with time. He and I he's just greedy for and and unscrupulous and manipulative and just just a jerk. No, 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 I, no, no, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about what? Barkley? Oh, Barkley. Barkley. Right. Was Barkley useful? Barkley was a problem. He was a goof off. He was his head really wasn't in his work. 
Like, and I think they ended up covering his death or something. Like, they covered up <laughs> he went away. I'm, I, if I recall correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm it's funny that you, that, that you say that because Lance Graham in the comments says, the thing I like about Star Trek is that everyone seems competent. Almost no one sucks at their jobs. Barkley also did not suck at his job. He was just extremely under-socialized. Barkley knew... And easily. Yeah, he knew his stuff when it came to engineering. He knew how to fix things. He knew how to problem solve in critical situations. He's just a bit of a nervous <laughs> wreck. <laughs> he's a bit of a nervous wreck. Um, he's a little hard to be around if you don't take the time to understand him. Um, which again, people bob in, in and out of our lives for different reasons. Not everybody is socialized to the same capacity as everyone else and requires a little bit more work on an interpersonal level. Um, and, you know, he might have botched some things. He might have spent a little too much time in the holodeck, but he got mm. Voyager home. So <laughs> he helped get Voyager back. So he, you know, just needed to get it. Where he it. Yeah. Get where he in. Just took a couple decades, a couple hundred years. I got you. <laughs> you know, if, we all, if we all only had that much time. So even so, so you're saying even Wesley contributed somehow. Oh yeah, Wesley Rick. is an interdimensional being presently. Like Wesley was so far ahead of his time, no pun intended, that they didn't know what to do with him. The academy didn't know what to do with him. He got he had an encounter with a a time traveler. He was a really he was a dimension traveler and saw the capacity or rather saw the potential in Wesley and after a couple of years, the Academy, Wesley was like, this ain't working out. Like, this is remedial. I was piloting starships when I was 13. Like, what you, <laughs> what you need me to, to go through oh, this course gotcha. for? I know what, what I'm you about. Right. Let me, let me tell you how this works, because I was in it. Um, he, he got taken to another plane of existence. So Wesley was only annoying because we, or y'all, they... God, pronouns get weird in, in the 21st century, or in the 31st century. Get it in, together. 21st century, too. I think it might have uh, started here. I, uh, he, he was definitely ahead of his time and unappreciated until he was gone. 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 Not gone. Gone. I was what about, about you? Say the what? <laughs> I mean, you, you, no, you've hit it on the, the head. Everyone gets in where they fit, and, and everyone is, is a crucial part of the ship. Because most of the time, I feel some of the logs we watched, there were crew members, we were like, where did so-and-so go? And then they popped up doing something very important that needed to be done anyhow. Right. Right. Even Even on lower decks, you know, those guys do nothing but grunt work. And by those guys, I mean that whole ship. You know, they're, they're, they're not making first contact missions. They're not doing nope. <laughs> uh, diplomatic feats. They the are janitors to, of Starfleet. Really, they're trying to keep it together at all times. And in, in true polished Starfleet fashion, always manage to get it together at the last minute, you know, when it counts. But man, listen, they ran from a Borg fight. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Successfully? But... Huh? Successfully? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Successfully. 
the Borg had engaged. Uh, I thought resistance was futile. I've always been told. For every in this particular encounter, for every Borg ship, there was a Romulan. For every Romulan Warburg, there was a Borg cube. And the Cerritos pulled up on it. They were like, "Hey guys, do you need any help?" The Borg shot at them, <laughs> and they were like, "Bye," and just left. Like, no, they man, we weren't serious. They left. Y'all got this. Y'all good. Bye. Y'all got it. Y'all cool. Y'all good. Y'all good. And I, I respect them for that because <clears throat> to to think that a Starfleet officer is infallible is <laughs> irresponsible at best. Right? We are people. Some of us are human beings. We are, we are some of us, right? And we are, regardless of our species, liable to make mistakes unless your data, you know, talk uh, about messing up a curve. Ah, uh, he didn't make any mistakes. Did he? I mean, he made so many mistakes. <laughs> but he, his calculations were never off. That's fair. His miscalculations were never off? No, no I said his, his calculations were never off. Oh, okay. I feel like one time I saw him either make a composition or it was a poem. And it wasn't, mathematically, it made sense in his head, but audibly, it was not, you know, consistent. I think he did have one of them that I would consider a blunder. But, you know, it's a machine trying to make art, so you got to forgive it. Yeah, that's, you know, art is a... But the fact that he's a machine that can appreciate art enough to want to create it, you know what I mean? Is a, right. is a testament to itself, though. Absolutely. Art is a method of social expression. So for an AI, uh, a, an Android-like data, to appreciate art, like you say, is is phenomenal. Um, if you think that was bad, you should have seen his stand-up. Him trying to do comedy was... Oh, that was terrible. Just, you know, stick to your positronic relays, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> And he had a journey. Like, he tried different art forms. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one thing I could definitely say about Trek. Like, every moment they at least got, like, I mean, every character got at least a moment or an episode to shine. Um, just when you wonder, like, hey, what's up with Jordy? You get a little episode with him almost having a little love thing, but not really. Or, you know, they just, they gave everybody so many just moments. You know, everybody just got their shine or you got to accomplish this or that. And like so I could say it was definitely like fair in that respect. It was a large crew, but like everybody got like their due or this or that or you know, like everybody had their thing about them. Yeah. They existed in a society where they had the freedom to do all that because they weren't confined by things like working a job you didn't want to do or or living in conditions that prevented you from being able to realize your best self. Um, it's funny that you even mentioned Jordy because we have an episode about him that will air the Forge. The Forge. And how he just never got himself a boo. He never got yeah. himself a boo. And I just I just want to see Jordy win. I just want to see Jordy win. I want to see Jordy with a family. I want to see Jordy uh, with his own ship. Like I want to see, I'm rooting for everybody black. In the time fine. Everybody black. I'm ready for everybody black. Everybody. As you should. As you should. So, uh, if you had a choice, I know you guys don't operate typically on ships, but if it was, you know, those times again, would you prefer a ship or a station? Ship. Yeah. Uh, You want to boldly go instead of letting people boldly come. Hey. 
Go ahead. You are correct. I do want to boldly go. Uh, because <laughs> uh, it's travel. Uh, space station is stagnant. I mean, yes, there are people who are coming and going, but no one... It's not seeing a new planet. It's not making first contact. It's not discovering and something that didn't exist to our knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll chill on the station. Thanks. I, I will be... When Stryton goes on the planet and collects all the data, I'll be the one compiling it <laughs> and, and organizing it because I, I struggle with inertia dampeners. I get, I get space sick. It's embarrassing because we're not supposed to get space sick at this point. There's hypo sprays for that, but I, I do get a little, a little nauseous. And like I said, I'm a scientist. I don't always want to fight. I'm ready to die at all times, but that doesn't mean I always want to fight. Yeah, I, I, you know. Now, if someone oh, You can die without fighting. Yeah, right. if someone want to come to the station and start some mess, oh yeah, you're going to catch this phaser rifle. But in the meantime, between time, I, you know, I'll chill here, thanks. <laughs> I can operate a ship, don't get me wrong. I'm a Starfleet officer. I can do that. Woo. But I'd just rather not if I don't have to. It's all the same to y'all. Thanks. Got in trouble for that all the time at the Academy. <laughs> now, do you think anytime in the near future you will be, I know you said it's a potential, uh, you will be uh, observing lower decks because I know you said you guys are jumping around through all kinds of things that whatever tickles your whims. So uh, do you think you'll be getting tickled by lo- in the lower decks anytime soon? not well i mean time is a construct we were holding lower decks for season two we just okay. started season one um we're gonna dabble on some of the the quote-unquote newer chronicles in season two we figured we'd start with the things that folks were most familiar with for our first season and then continue to boldly go somewhere else <laughs> okay okay <laughs> sounds good see this is why i ask these questions plant the seeds that way people know what they're coming back for in season two. So that way they know, all right, Lower Dex is coming. Oh, right, I'm, I, yes. Lower Dex is definitely something I'm intrigued in, especially the Freeman family. Okay. I have so many questions. I have so have many you, questions. Have you, have you guys done any discovering yet? Any discovering? I have. I've recently reviewed the discovery logs. I love them more and more every time I watch them for different reasons. Um, are you caught up on the second season of Discovery, Triton? No, I am working my way through the second. I have, the two on my dockets are Discovery and uh, the rest of Lower Decks, but Picard is completed and Disco season one is completed. Okay, so as soon as, as, soon as my, my, my colleague here catches up, we'll be. <laughs> we'll You've be to the Discovery as well. Right, right, right. Because Discovery is, it's a, it's a lot. Those those kids went through a lot. They went through a lot. It's also a black behind ship. I love the blackness on that ship. I love the fact that you have to look for lesser melanated people on that ship. Um, it is predominantly human because of the, the point in time that it occurs in the Federation and Starfleet's evolution. Um, but it's... it's mm, mm, mm. 
so where does Discovery fall in the timeline? Are they like after Enterprise, but before TNG, or where where are they in the everything? Yeah, technically yeah. you nailed it. They are wedged between. Oh, did I? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, they're before they are. Discovery takes place a hundred years after Kirk and them, but before no, a hundred years after Archer on Enterprise, and a, I think. Uh, probably a handful they don't really say but they are before the enterprise exists in discovery's timeline but simultaneous yeah pike is the captain so it's early it's early enterprise where spock was still a lieutenant so they're kind of wedged in between there for now because they just did a time jump (laughs) so establish their own thing right okay so now they're completely alone we don't know what's happening to them. Season three comes uh, October 15th is when that comes to the, the time stream. So when you all learn about Discovery's third season, we will be able to discuss it. Because you can't talk about it till then. Exactly. Because <laughs> y'all follow your directive. All right. Follow the mission. And, and, and not for nothing, if, if memory serves, Discovery gets flung to the... The thirty-second century, I think they're in the thirty-one hundred. So they jump after us, and somehow Starfleet Temple has permitted these logs Talk about the future in the past here today from your future. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> we definitely cannot talk about it until we see it because we don't even get clearance to, to view these things. Oh, so then you're going to be catching that with us at the same time. Exactly. So at that point, we would have caught up almost in time, almost kind of, sort of, theoretically. Yeah, because we don't know how. That's what's up. I'm just trying to get on y'all level. Think of it like an <laughs> like like an echo, like an echo. Yeah, because we don't know how what the what the the consequences of Discovery's jump was. We don't know if that, like the 2009 films, is a different universe. We don't know if it's. Uh, happening in the same universe. I know they popped over to the Terran universe for a hot second in season one. That was a mess. I was like, golly, these Terrans are jerks. Jerks are jerks. Um, now, um, if, if we could, I'd like to just get a little a little technical, if we can. Um, okay. Can you tell me about your time crystals? Are they quartz, and are they available on Earth? They are... They do possess a quartz matrix. They are not available on Earth in this or any time stream. They are uh, indigenous rocks. To that's um, all she can say. They're 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 grown on Kronos. Okay. Uh, uh, so I have to send an email to you to get a sample of those. <laughs> Man, I'm not giving you a time crystal. Are you crazy? You got that right. I know it's, it's, now that can't though. be against the prime directive, right? That has nothing to do with interfering or any kind of foreknowledge of anything. I have that to is, imagine it's cool. Or like just let me borrow yours for like five minutes. Bro. You can't promise me that you will mind your business with <laughs> Of course I am. Scout Honor. F out of here, bro. Oh, wait. I would be I'll be messing with time. Yeah, and, and Dante will watch the whole time. He will yeah, yeah, I got, oh, I got, I got and Dante don't not. even drink, so you know you definitely can trust him. Right. Sure definitely not. Like Dante gets to definitely not. 
you you don't even get clearance to know where they keep the time crystals until you get at least two pips, son. And you're not fitting to get my little half a pip taken for me because you want to take a grand tour through the time stream, okay? I, I didn't say I was going anywhere. I just wanted to look at the crystal and, and mm -hmm. hold it. Right. Do right. I know how to use time crystals? I don't have the transfer pad. I don't have the little wrist, uh, the wrist thing. I don't have, like, everything I need to, to utilize that properly. So, so do here's you think, the... Do you think uh, he could borrow the instruction book to it, just in case? Listen, aside <laughs> from all of the administrative reasons as to why y'all are not getting your hand on my time crystal, the biggest reason is because when you physically touch a time crystal, particularly ones in the future, because they're the only ones that count, right? We already know what's happened in the past and the present is constantly. Everything we do has already happened. Um, think of that, that one for a second. Touching a time crystal from the future shows you your future, which is against the prime directive. That is interfering with your natural temporal progression. Ah, because I would see the future. You would see your future and you would not be able to change it. So you would drive yourself mostly crazy trying to either enhance that outcome or prevent that outcome, depending on what your future is. You should never, ever, 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 ever know what your future is, not your definitive future. You should, you, everyone has glimpses of their potential futures and what they right. could do. Um, those are the decisions that we make every day. Uh, but in terms of your definitive, this is how you end, this is what happens to you. I don't want to know that for myself, right? And I, I like I said, I'm not giving up this little half a pip for you. Hmm. Okay, cool. No time crystals. So how is it that you guys camouflage your present when you're traveling, you know, through time? Is it like a camouflage? Is it a suit? Is it a, a mirror cloak? Like, how does that, the, the camouflaging part work? There's Classic. no need to camouflage if you are not making a loud noise where you are. Hmm. I was gonna tell mm -hmm. misclassified. <laughs> well, after <laughs> someone wanted to go, oh, the time crystals come from Kronos, and that's where they. Oh, I said right. they were classified, but did we stick with that? You're right. That's no, all. That, that, that was a good answer. Declassified information. I like that. It was declassified. <laughs> it, it got declassified right here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Declassified right here. Oh man. So how long does it take to be? to get to where you all at? Like how much education and, and learning do you have to get to that level? Uh, we kind of hacked it. We, uh, we, definitely, we definitely hacked it because we wouldn't mind our business. <laughs> and, we, and the fleet yeah, was see like- how you get there, you're not minding your business. Mm -hmm. That's the first rule. No, no, no. And that's, again, we are the reason for the rule. Um, so- Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. When you, you exactly if two of your biggest troublemakers can't seem to stay out of trouble alone, if you put them together, they're going to watch each other's back, and then you don't have to worry about anything. So that's how we hacked the system. Right. Yeah, yeah. We were asking all of the all of the questions, the right questions. I mean, there is no wrong question. We were asking the controversial questions. So we were causing such strife. But, yeah, that they were like, okay, it's like having a, a difficult student in class that is extremely gifted, 
very knowledgeable about the subject matter, but isn't challenged because they're knowledgeable about the subject matter. So they're constantly cutting up. So you separate them until you realize that they're disruptive no matter where you go. <laughs> so you kind of have to keep them together because you can't dismiss them because they're, they're, they're intellectually non-dismiss, like you can't deny their contributions and their, their work, the effort that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was Makes sense. Okay, so so let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I had a pile of tribbles, how many tribbles would it take for you to give me a ride to Kronos? I'm not taking you anywhere near Kronos if you have a thing of tribbles. Tribbles are And, you know, tribbles is currency. So no, I can give is, you tribbles. Is... Tribbles spin. I know you're not that familiar with this time period. I can take you places. Triple spin. I can let you know, you know, because you don't know everywhere in 21st century Philly. Tribbles is like gold right now. Okay, so, so listen. Tribbles <laughs> are mortal enemies of the Klingon Empire because one, Cyrano Jones introduced them to our ecosystem and they ate everything and populated to the point where so we just we just do not like each other, I could not bring you to Kronos with Tribbles. There is like literally any other form of currency that you could think of that might get you over there. Anything but Tribbles. Would you bring a Chinese lantern fly as currency when you're trying to get somewhere, bro? But this is what I'm saying, right? So if I... If, okay, so I, I have to explain this, right? So if Klingons <laughs> don't like Tribbles, right? And I could provide you with a number of tribbles that you don't like, right? And you got a bat list sitting there, and it's like time for your workout or whatever, and you got a pile of tribbles to work on, and it's arm day, right? Now you going in on your arms with the bat list, you working out, you doing your du- you doing your duty, right? Doing your thing with the invasive species. And I, I just thought that would be something the Klingon would enjoy. I'm sorry. I, maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong. Don't it's let me see you got a turn. Those are sociopathic tendencies. Ooh, like you're it, harming tiny animals for the. I, can, right, I, well, can, I don't think it's up to us to judge Klingons, okay, bro? I think Klingons <laughs> are going to do whatever Klingons want right to do. I don't know how you feel about Klingons, but I think Klingons got the right to choose. So, bruh, I mean, I appreciate your opinion, but I just think that a Klingon can do what a Klingon going to do. I wouldn't call them any kind of names based off what they like and how they like to work out. He's just trying to give you some Vulcan wisdom right there. Yeah, basically. Highly illogical. (laughs) (laughs) Highly illogical. Highly illogical. Um, If I wanted to kill triples, I'd go to the holodeck. (laughs) Actual triples. They're messy and they eat everything and they populate too quickly. I got them there too, though. Pestilence. That's why they they survive, because they're cute, if you like that kind of thing. Do you know why? Fun fact. They were developed by a scientist who was trying to cure a uh, famine on a planet. They were engineered as little balls of meat that you're essentially just supposed to skin and cook up and populate really quickly so you don't have to worry about dipping into the ecosystem. Um, they were meant to be food. Oh, but, so they are, they are, see, they're the cure for world hunger. See? They have so chicken. many uses. Have you ever had barbecue triple? 
Have you? I have not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you, hey, you take us in the future, we sure can. Hey, you can show us on those. those exactly. When a pimple is a delicacy, I'm right. sure there are entire solar systems where you're from that eat nothing but triple and love it every day. You know I'm what sure I mean? Right. I just right. we just gotta we just gotta start selling to them, and then you in there as like on the ground floor. You see what I'm saying? You could be enterprising. That way, you could be a cleaner that's not going to war, but you could be you know have a a triple franchise. And just selling Kentucky fri- Klingon fried tribbles. Klingon fried tribbles. You see what I'm saying? KFT. Right. And you go galactic with it, baby. Right I'm not even selling this idea, okay? I'm giving you this, okay? Klingon like- fried tribbles. Listen, I, I'm just couple- saying, like, if Eddie, you talking about finger looking good, I'm just saying, like, any 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 Klingon that's trying to eat out here, that's what we need to be doing, baby. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just... (laughs) It sounds like I need to connect you with a Ferengi that I know. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It sounds like I need to connect you with the appropriate people who can provide you with resources and the appropriate demographics to sell your wares to. I mean, if he's going to have the funding and we put everything in your name, I'm sure your house would be very proud. You can leave me all the way out of that. <laughs> That's all right. See, I, first, this is the opportunity for there. you, baby. Like I'm not bringing this to everybody else. This is for yeah. you. I'm just, it's just, it's a gold mine. I'm just. Look, it's a, a hard you be path. the first, be the first one have out there at, out in the enterprise space, and you out there in that new world order with the first chain restaurants. Triple shish kebabs. Think about it. Triple Bam. wedges. <laughs> Buffalo triple. The possibilities are endless. Right. Extra crispy. Grilled triple, like you know what I Somebody mean. Somebody says kebab triple tribbles. sliders. I'm trying. I'm, yeah, like I'm just. It it has legs. I'm I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. You're Strike trying me. to run with it. I, I don't there think we've go. ever a, a set of beings that wish to seek their own demise so quickly. I thought that talking to a bunch of triples would not end up in a plot to sell consume. <laughs> And it's profit. in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> we don't sell the black ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Like Ferengi, you draw the line. There is, yes. there is a, a line. line. Mm. There's always a line. I'm sure there's a rule of acquisition that... You see I, that? I, the rule of acquisition says... There's a, there's a, I'm sure there's a rule in there that talks about... It talks against yeah. cannibalism, eating your own. Every <laughs> well, I didn't say I was eating them. I said there are solar systems where you're from that yeah. would like them. So that's why this is an opportunity for you. I, I can't sell them here. But <laughs> I know there, they would hot cake. You know, you smell that, you smell that I, I, I smell, If you've never, yep, hotcakes. There you go. Right, maple syrup, syrup on them bad boys. a little bit of butter, and you know, bacon. Yeah, mm. we got five. You don't get bacon in space. We're gonna find some pigs. We'll find some pigs. Don't worry. We'll bring one of one or two along. It's gonna be a couple of trips back to the you know here to this, this present know, time. You know, Vulcans are vegetarians, right? Look, that, that's why well, they don't look that We got an impossible triple too. I didn't tell you that. Did he just, did he just say <laughs> impossible triple triples are a thing, right? Very <laughs> organic, man. Plant based, right? We take broccoli stalks and celery, hook them up, 
I'm trying to tell you, man. Them things stick together. No peanut butter. It's butter. I'm trying Yo, to tell you. Impossible triples is for you, homie. That's why I told you. See, I got a whole different pitch for my Vulcan, brother. That wasn't even for the Klingon market. You see what I'm saying? I got <laughs> businesses for days across the whole galaxy, all of them <laughs> everywhere. I'm trying to tell you. Man, the Ferengi would have a field day. Get back to me. Have your people call my people. We need to get you the Ferengan arm, my dude. (laughs) Man, stir fry triples? Yo, that'd be awesome. Quark would have a field day with Yo, we need to introduce you to Moogie. Look, I'm just just a man with ideas. You know what I mean? Like, I got the supply. Anybody that want to go in, I'm down for business. You know what I mean? Away team, black triples. We could we could do whatever, right? <laughs> Adopt the triple. We got triple chances. That's all I'm saying. We we can source and fund all the triples. We just we got them. We we can do that. I'm just saying it's possible, doable. It could be I, a thing. I, I just want the record to say that, that you all were the ones talking about selling and distributing and eating and con- distributing and consuming triples, not <laughs> from the future. I just want to no. be clear on that, please. Everybody got to eat. And the impossible triple. So no tools will be harmed in the making. <laughs> Just so you know, there that disclaimer is out there. Just <laughs> like triple. But no, none of the guilt. <laughs> there you go. I can't none believe it's first. not triple. I can't believe it's not triple. What you eating there? I can't believe it's not triple. Oh, man, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Let me get one of those. Dance on your tongue, right? See? Mm-hmm. It has a ring to it. I would be like, <laughs> and it's just wiggling in your hand. Do you smell what the triple's cooking? I'm cooking it. I can't believe it's not triple cooking over here. See, that's the What the triple? What the triple is, is cooking. Ah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've now that you've figured out your marketing strategy for Yeah, that's it. That is it. We just gotta we just gotta talk to backers. That's all we need. You know there's somebody out there. Oh, somebody is sitting right now like, Yo, the comments are popping. There's a whole Tribble cookbook in the comments right now. Tofu, (laughs) Tribble, Tribble, Gumbos, Refried Tribble. Action Figure Expert says you can barbecue it, boil it, the Tribble salad, Tribble cake, Tribble spaghetti. (laughs) Lance, I'm asked if there's a Tribble dipping sauce. He even said tofu triple. Yo, we get away with let's right. We get away with tofu triple. There you go for the Vulcans. For the, hey, I got something for you. It's not really meat. It tastes but, like meat, but it's it not. It tastes meat. like meat. Why would we want to eat it? It doesn't. But it does. Just see, that's the thing. It's not meat though. It's fake. <laughs> see, you won't know the difference. You won't know the difference. Just go ahead and take a bite. Just take a bite. <laughs> you tell me how it is. We'll order up. We'll, we'll make it better. Look, just take a free sample. That's all you got. to Take one free right, sample. We'll they sell themselves. Right. Take like a piece man is trying to sell me cheeseburgers. It's yeah. not a cheeseburger. See, see, you see, you're offending my tofu, the tofu triple already of a cheeseburger. It's not a cheeseburger. I didn't put no cheese on it. It's just tofu. tofu. And now it's a now it's a vegan triple at that point. Right. It's not even it's not even it's yeah, not even tofu. You're a ball. Right. <laughs> just take a you know, take a free sample. Take it back, you know, take it back to your people. Let me know how it goes. Take Come back. back. Okay, let me know. Why would we do this when we have replicators? 
Hey, hey, sometimes they can't get it right. I was just going to let them live in it. Okay, listen, I'm not selling this to y'all. You and I are going into business to sell this to the home world. You understand? Or to that civilization that eats nothing but triple. Right? We have, this is the cure for world hunger. Do you know how many people we could help? Now, I know you want to mind your business, but we're talking about world hunger. That's a problem for the whole world. The whole world hungry. And we one world, one galaxy. world in the no, whole universe. No, we could universe. be galaxies. He's he's really talking about galaxies. He's talking about a universal level. No, 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 we all one galaxy. One galaxy. Whole family. Same galaxy is y'all. This is not a galaxy far, far away. This is the same John. <laughs> right. Y'all boldly go. Look, you're boldly going nowhere. There is nobody's gone before. So there's some other galaxy out there that you haven't visited yet. So oh, we sure. Not to there yet. We'll market it there too. We just wait till you visit first to see if it's a hostile or not. Because I'm not going hostile territory. I'm not giving oh, so you people to wait till we make first contact before trying to peddle your impossible triple burger. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I'm not going because we've got to know uh, that's the market no, research. No. We got to know if right. they want the regular triple burgers or the impossible triple burgers. Right. So if they're vegan or you know vegetarian, then y'all let us know, and then we come in with the right lunch truck. And we'll, you know what? This is this is how we do it. We'll send a person with you right, that works for us, and they send they come down with you on your away team. You're like, yo, so can you try this out? We want to know which one would be good. Are you a meat eater or are you like more vegetarian? Vegetarian? All right, we got this one here for you. Try this free sample. Impossible. Holla at it. Still cooling like it was real. Is this Ferengi tank? Are we, are we like, yeah, we're on Ferengi shark tank? We're on we're Ferengi on shark, shark tank. Shark okay. Ferenginar. This is what we're on right now. We're on Ferengnar tank. Got it. Got it. You sound like my kind of people. Okay, I mean, wherever we got to pitch it, you know what I mean? Y'all know the hot spots. That's going to be y'all part. That's what y'all yeah. bring into the table. That's why I'm talking it. partnership. You understand? Oh. People got the ideas, right? Up here, we got the ideas popping. And then down there, y'all got the connects. And then we just going to make this all happen, baby. Y'all got the shuttlecraft. We're going to get the triples out there in that, right? Y'all seen Poetic Justice, how you take the ride, the little trip. So we're going to do that. And then once we get them out there, we're going to set up a base of operations. We're going to get a little space station. That way we can get distribution. And that way we're going to get our network popping. You see what I'm saying? All you need is like four or five kids with little jumpers, right? And once they got jumpers, they can sit here and hit the different drones for us, and then we're making deliveries left and right, coming in and out. Boom, 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 boom. You see what I'm saying? The best it's- delivery space station in the, in the galaxy. That's how, that's how we kill them. That's how we kill them. You rent them triples, and boom, we got them. Triple burgers. If I may quote, if I may quote this 20th century film, what in the pootie tang is going on here? (laughs) See, we don't quote pootie tang because pootie tang ain't always talking about either. Man, let me translate. So, sadate, right? (laughs) You gonna get these triples, right? And then we go on tip of time to run a con. And then you take the <laughs> and then you go to the galaxy. And then you like, Sadate. And then you're over here with the jaw. And then you're whipping around like that. And that's how you do the triple with the little ranch sauce in it. You understand? <laughs> Gotta have that Siswatchin sister, sister sauce either. Right. Salt and pepper. Beautiful. Little bit of cilantro. Gotta remember the garnishment. And we'll do biscuits too, because who don't love biscuits? Right. And there you go. There you go for you for you walking. We can come up with the whole menu now. Just all you gotta do is say the word, right? right. We can do impossible tenders. Came we up with the menu. We can do impossible fillets, right? We can shape it like a fish. A triple <laughs> can be shaped like a fish. It's cool. It don't mind. 
So we got options. I'm just saying, think about it, right? Y'all talk it over, right? Do a couple more missions, Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about it maybe before season two or something like that. Actually, you know what? I think we should go back with y'all to make sure this gets heard. You can feed feed them to the investors. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I feel like y'all not gonna pass this on. I, I, I feel like oh, no, 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 no. We got you. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna pass. Uh, we'll we'll include this in our in our our start date. Yeah, put it in the report. This will definitely be Yeah, let them know we can do this. We can have one at the home campus. We can have one at Starfleet and the academy. We can put one right in the food court. We're like it'll be, be awesome. made fresh daily. Made fresh daily. You can't beat that in a replicator. Replicate just replicate stuff. Exactly. Right. food, that stuff will kill you. You need some home cooking, some good mm-hmm. food. And not All everybody's right. going to have a replicator either. All right. I'm Kennedy. <laughs> this is. I'm Tony. <laughs> and uh, we are the hosts and creators of the Away Team. <laughs> I had to bring us back to this time frame. <laughs> we were going to get stuck on yeah, like positions, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Tony. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you on the internet? What are you doing? Tell us about uh, yourself in the last nine minutes that we have here. All right. Uh, on the internet, you can find me on Facebook at Everybody Loves Tony Ray. And Instagram, you can find me at Calder, K-A-L-D-U-R. And right now, um, I'm really just being a stay-at-home dad, taking care of my tiny human. And oh, Avery! Little double A. Um, and like random, you know, COVID safety distance, like gigs, like I've been a cameraman for some stuff, which was pretty fun and cool. And I'm currently working on, uh, photography and getting like work printed and selling online and stuff like that. So it's keeping busy while raising a child during the no outside time, as we call it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Um, I would like to shamelessly promote this virtual cocktail party that I'm going to be on this weekend. Um, It's going to be a presentation of, or rather presented by the Improvised Generation. It's an improvised Star Trek Next Generation RPG. They're doing a whole Twitch virtual cocktail party and they're talking to all different folks um, involved with Trek in some capacity. There's going to be a couple stars involved, different blocks. I'm going to be on the podcaster block. Um, which is on hour three. That's 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. So what is that? 8 to 9 Eastern time. And you can find that on twitch.tv slash outpost13. I'll be there with uh, my Women at Warp co-host, Elisa Pearl. Um, And it's going to be a a rip and roar and good time. As far as the next Away Team episode, that will drop tomorrow i'm gonna drop it tomorrow from from my lips to triple ears that we've (laughs) apparently sacrificed for commodity's sake (laughs) um uh i will drop must be made yeah we will drop uh episode two of the away team tomorrow you can find us on soundcloud this the uh link is in our instagram page Uh, you can find all the things away team on instagram and twitter at your away team uh, SoundCloud, just do a search for your away team and you'll find us there. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, your away team at gmail.com. Feel free to follow the mission. 
uh, so you can stick together and mind your business. <laughs> and boldly go. Boldly go! Because, you know, be talking about I can't believe it's not triple. That's right. Impossible triple. Delicious. Don't let nobody steal our ideas, all right? We gotta keep a lot tight lid on this. About to go send that out for Pat name right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, My mm-hmm. man. I already I already passed it in. We're gonna make all the Latinum. To the Ferengis that you should talk to. All the Latinum. We're gonna make all the Latinum. All of it. Gold pressed. Don't give me none of that other stuff. Gold plated. Gold plated Latinum. Nothing, nothing less. All right, so uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, for everybody <laughs> for bad trouble, for dark jokers in trouble, for this trouble, for that trouble. I'm the master trouble for and super trouble, for, for uncanny trouble, uncanny trouble, horror trouble, horror trouble, the troubles at sea, troubles yes. near far, the troubles before I die, trouble before I wake, <laughs> trouble and before they, they put me in this shake and bake, <laughs> they right. Before I'm in the oven, before I'm in the microwave, before I'm in the toaster triple. I'm a triple to my grave. Hey, I see what you did there. Uh, for this and each and every other show, you can find Black Triples on all your social media platforms. This will be available uh, in the morn for your podcasting consumption. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Everywhere you can podcast be, make sure to like, comment, subscribe and share we really really need those likes we really really need those comments spread the word um because we've got some good things popping for you all out there in triple nation and the better we look the better y'all will look yeah yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense all right triples all right you guys are hilarious i'm done with y'all on this impossible triple stuff like I well can't. guess what it's for to beam out now <laughs> boop, boop, boop. yes Go. Energize. <laughs> who's gonna, who's who's controlling? Hello, Bat Triple. Nobody. I'm just gonna clap off myself. Like, Hello, Bat Triple. Yo, he really did go back to 1996. He really did go back in time. Maybe it was a moment of like, I can't get this to do what I wanted to do, so I'm just going to sit this one out. Maybe, but he's the one that's steering the ship. Like, <laughs> until he turned out the lights, we all boldly going. Mm, it's like a <laughs> song that never ends. Don't. Yes, it goes on. Oh, why? Who why does- not? Right. Like, like, that's the song. Oh, I see an admiral's on deck. <laughs> that's right. That's Admiral Alia. That's another AA, double A. <laughs> Look at her hair. She's over it. Okay, great. Okay, great. I'm gonna hit X. <laughs> okay. Good night. Thanks for coming, Tony. Appreciate you. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Hi, Alia. Hi. <laughs> All right, to come in and be uh, involved. Always, gotta teach the babies. Gotta teach them. All right, y'all. Good night. Be good to each other out there. We love you. <laughs>